It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Zero Mostal. You're disgusting. No, you'll get regular Oreos. You get but yet shamed. she wouldn't monitor us eating, like, the whole box. Oh, you need the fat kid Oreos? <laughs> They're not good enough for you single stuff? Uh, Hi, Megan. It's time to watch The Muppets. Is it? Or is it time to talk snacks still? It's time to watch The Muppets. Bump, bump. So I really watched the opener this time. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, the opener is really, really different. Because I have to be honest with you, I was, like, skipping opener. And just yeah, you, like, paid attention to yeah. the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. It is different. And it, the Muppets it's dance slower in. and stuff, too. Like, it's more... It's, like, longer. It's longer. Just like the the first Mistel skit. Mm-hmm. I know, you were really, really, really jazzed for this episode. Well, did you, could you appreciate like, him as an actor and a performer? Yeah, like you watch absolutely. Him, you're like, he's so animated. When he's on screen, he, steal the sh- he steals the show. Like It's like you might fall asleep or take a snooze, but you wake up just to see what he's doing. I'm not denying that, but it was like a bit of a, I don't know. All right, let's start it so we can talk about it, because of course now I want to jump ahead to the episode. You have all sorts of things for me to play with here. I know, stop touching things. <laughs> Okay, Zero Mustal episode guide, season two, episode two, Zero Mustal. Oh, I thought I thought you were pulling up the wiki of him. Yeah, you read that. I'm gonna look up. You want to look up how old he was? Is no, was when he died. Okay, spoiler alert. I didn't know he's dead. I'm so morbid. Okay, so this episode aired in on December seventh, nineteen seventy seven. The premise of this episode is very short. Statler and Waldorf decide to watch TV in their box instead of watching the show. Doug, he died in 1977, so he died a year after this. He died, like, shortly thereafter. So, okay, so this episode was in production from May 31st to June 2nd, 1977, and then aired on December 7th. When did he die? That's actually very interesting. Wait, am I... Died September 8th, 1977. Holy shit, so this episode aired... It's like an anniversary. Post... Post... Ominously... Oh, we did. Because it aired December 7th, 1977. You're kidding me. Yeah, they filmed it from May 31st to June 2nd. He died, when did you say? September? September 8th, 1977 in Philadelphia. Damn, Daniel. That's crazy. But, wow. I guess they were sitting on it because the season wasn't ready to start yet. You know? That's really crazy. Oh. Let me see if I find any information to that on here. Zero Mostel died in September 1977, three months after he filmed this episode and before it aired. He was only 62. That's crazy. Yeah. And he seems... I don't know. What did he die from? As I clicked on his son's name. Um, where, did, where would it tell me in this? What okay. are you using? Last year's. Here we go. Wikipedia. I always just IMDB everyone. Oh, that's a good idea. Because it just, like, you sc- he died of a heart attack. See, like, that was so much easier. IMDB. He was in his death. Basically, he wasn't eating healthily. Mm-hmm. He had a heart yeah, attack. Yeah, I'm, you know. He did look. It says he, has an, he had an unsound diet, mm-hmm. basically. 
He looks to be like probably an unhealthy weight in this, but it seems he's very giving me like he's his comedy isn't the style of Chris Farley or mm-hmm. John Candy, but like he's kind of giving me that intensity. Yeah, the full body like um, yeah performance, like the full you know yeah yeah even taking jo- up as much space exactly. with his taking up you know with yeah. his body and his personality. Uh-huh. And, Everything about him. Yeah, that's very Farley. Oh, and you know what's terrible? It's like, I'm watching the episode, and I'm like, he doesn't look very good. Like, he looks like he's sweat. Like, it just, well, like... Well, the cameras aren't forgiving And I'm then. like, it's the and... 70s. And then I was thinking, and I'm like, maybe I... Maybe there was a, a black and white version of that movie that I saw. Maybe. I think maybe, but I don't know. Like some sort but of like, a special director's cut or something. They had him putting makeup on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't know. I felt like they were like hiding something do you know when like yeah I, and i don't know why i do like that they reuse the queen from the marmalade mm-hmm. so let's go first let's start at the cold open scooter gets no response from zero mustile when he knocks on his dressing room door and when he asks fozzy bear where he is fozzy answers he's in his dressing room eating zero finally calls out i'm not in my dressing room eating i'm in my dressing room being eaten as it shows him being attacked by behemoth so this is Gritty's cousin. Gritty's right? cousin was being fed by him. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, I guess he was trying to like um, stop him from eating him and oh. trying to instead like feed him other items and this things. This is what happens when you watch, like you know, <laughs> yeah, when you're doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch the nuances of that. <laughs> uh, so then we move on to the you know title sequence, whatever. Gonzo's trumpet goes off like a firecracker. Wait, did you opening. see the video I sent you of that guy's leg? Yes. Did, what, did the video it said that I sent you was only a second long? It, it wasn't. It was like enough to see the Gonzo. But on my phone, it's seven seconds long. Is it just Gonzo? It, well, he has a bunch of other stuff, but he just has Gonzo on his. And it's baby Gonzo. Is it? Yeah, it's mother baby Gonzo. It's Look at the little baby overalls. Baby Gonzo. Megan went to see here now this weekend. A music festival in Asbury Park, and she, I guess, stalked behind slowly a, a, a concert goer and found a gentleman with a baby gonzo from a Billy baby's Ida. tattoo. Yeah. Muppet Babies. Well, gonzo from Muppet Babies is kind of cute. Mm hmm. And I'll never get Gonzarella out of my head. I have to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm Gonzarella. You're Gonzarella. I forget how it went, but, you know, just those little baby talks. All and- that I remember from that, especially, is uh, Miss Piggy saying, Vooer! Vooer! And she was like, today in- with Kermit, pray tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam the Eagle can hardly contain his excitement when Kermit the Frog announces a concert pianist will perform the opening number. Unfortunately for Sam... Fozzie stops to tell Kermit that the pianist canceled. So, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem will be performing Chopin's Polonaise in A-flat. This was delightful. This was delightful. And this was, they said Dr. Teeth was going to perform it. Yep. So, I think this is the beginning of the transition of them being known like as the Dr. Logo. Teeth Band. Yep. Yeah, the logo on the drum head and everything. It's like he couldn't get a storyline until all the other Muppets got introduced. And now they're like going into the band and it's like yeah. Dr. Teeth. And maybe 
Jim felt he needed, because Jim is Dr. Teeth. Yeah. And maybe he felt, you know, he could be funkier, like, do more. It's like he wanted to do other characters less and do, like, yeah. something groovy like that. I don't know. I think he likes Dr. Teeth. I think that's a big part of him. Like, goofy. But I was really surprised when they were like, oh, it's Chopin. So I'm like, okay, so it's just going to be... Chopin Broccoli. <laughs> Sorry. Chopping broccoli. <laughs> um, I thought it would be just Dr. Teeth on the piano playing, you know, being, oh, yeah. of course, super funky and whatever. And with the long arms. Oh, yeah. Like, really flailing yeah. about on those keys. I was very much surprised to see that it was just Dr. Teeth was, the band was being presented as Dr. Teeth this time. Because this is something that we've talked about for, like, maybe the last three or four episodes. Yeah. the presentation of the band as, like, it's almost amorphous right now it's not exactly sure who's the leader Mm -hmm. between dr teeth or floyd what they're exactly called are they dr teeth and the electric mayhem are the electric mayhem are they dr teeth you know it's weird i guess we'll find out man waldorf plans to enjoy himself he has brought along a television as he and statler do they come across programming such as beach blanket frankenstein and two ancient old guys sitting in the theater box watching television douglas Yes. You have to make a mixed media art piece or just draw it on your kid. Um, Beach Blanket Frankenstein? Yes, you have to do it. As soon as I heard that, I was like, I'm sorry, I need to make this into a shirt for Doug, but he has to design it. He has to, like, draw it. I think Beach Blanket Frankenstein (laughs) is, like, a perfect combination of, like, my love of the Universal Monsters and Surf Rock. Yes. It's the perfect combination. It was was (laughs) epic. I have... I'm like, you need custom vans, you need... Like- I was talking to some friends the other day in the sh- in my store, and uh, we were talking about how I'm like... I'm basically ecstatic because I've collected Universal Monster shit for years, and suddenly it's become very easy to do that. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place. There's companies that have sweatshirts, there's shit everywhere. And I was talking to someone, and they were like, yeah, I haven't seen this much merchandise and marketing for the Universal Monster since the Pepsi... And uh, Frito-Lay promotions back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah. And I pointed to the poster that I have hanging in the store. Oh, yeah. Of, of that. Yeah. having a luau. And I was like. I love that it's poster. It's such a good poster. It's the best poster. I think that was like such a neat promotion, too. Like, I remember Taco Bell's owned by Pepsi, I'm pretty sure. in the Like, Pepsi and Frito-Lay in the long run. And I remember in the 90s, they did like a Universal Monsters, like, kids meal toy i don't even know if they have kids meals anymore at taco bell i can't even i'm sure they have kids meals everywhere i just don't think they're allowed to talk about them anymore they're not right like yeah. it's or so the toys weird in them how like the toys were the incentive to go to that store like i'd be like dad take me to mcdonald's they have well our X-Men bodies are toys. filled with horrible preservatives <laughs> and like things from weird sauces and chicken nuggets and mm-hmm. french fries but it was like you smelled it and you were like or yes. you thought about it, or you start a commercial for and it. And I need that little piece of plastic that it comes with. Yeah. Please. Please, I love ripping open that bag. Which one did I get? And we grew up during the Beanie Baby craze. Mm-hmm. Oh, when what a craze. everybody needed a McDonald's. Oh, what a craze. <laughs> and then the Monopoly game. Do you remember? Oh my god, I love the Monopoly game. Did you ever watch McMillions? <laughs> no. On HBO? I never watched it either. No. That was the documentary series about the, like, the people who rigged the game. It's supposed to be really good. People rigged? Yeah, the yeah. Game. It was people who worked in the factory that manufactured the packaging, and they were stealing like Park Place or whatever was like the hot pieces, and then they would give it to like their friends and family to go redeem. And then they suddenly started to find this like 
fissure in that, like, everybody who won has some sort of a relation to someone who works behind the scenes. Oh, no. So, yeah, they got caught, but... They didn't think of that, huh? No, they didn't. It's like everybody in the entire country. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And all these people came out of, like, this pocket And these people in America. Not, like, can you I know. tell me, please, where they were from? I don't know. I never watched it. Oh, my God. This is me, like, with, like, secondhand knowledge. Now bestowing it upon you. <laughs> third to hand someone third hand. <laughs> And you'll be like, I know someone who won Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telephone. Devolves into, like... <laughs> That's so funny. On the way backstage, Floyd Pepper stops to remind Kermit that today is payday, despite the fact that it was payday, it's payday last man. year. Kermit checks the cash box, but it can, but it only can, but its only contents are three moths. I love the moths. and a washer. At the same time that Scooter overhears Kermit's trouble, he receives a phone call from his uncle. Scooter tells his uncle of their money woes, who agrees to cover payroll provided they add some good old-fashioned entertainment into the show, Lady Wrestlers. I thought we were going to see this uncle in this episode. Um, who is like this where you only hear them on the phone? Um. Ghost Dad. Who's Ghost Dad? Oh, from. <laughs> what was that show called? Out, Out of, of This, this world? world? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alien Dad, I mean. Remember that crystal that she got? He's <laughs> not a ghost dad. He's just in outer space, Megan. Jesus. Oh, God. It's so funny. Yeah, this is like, that's a trope of like the character you don't see. Like uh, George Steinbrenner mm-hmm. from uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I'm trying to think of like other like integral There's definitely you know? like people who just call. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like Al from Behind the Fence is a version of that in a way. Um... Is his name Al? It's not Al. Well, you Wilson. know Wilson. You know why I thought he was <laughs> Yeah, you know why I thought he was Al? Because I had a behind the behind the, behind the fence neighbor? Be, the fence neighbor whose name was Al. Mm-hmm. And I think I conflated those things in my head. And he when was, I was just a kid. mostly like a nose yeah. and eyes to you? Yeah. Of like, hey. Yeah. I just saw Hey the top Megan, of his what head. are you doing? Mowing the lawn? Just saw the top of his head. Like that kind of but thing. But they like love to talk. It was like they were, like, having a secret relationship outside together. Like, we're going to be friends outside. We just need to, like, talk. And- Tim and Wilson, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Or your neighbor and you? No, definitely not my neighbor and me. <laughs> my neighbor and me. Tim and Wilson. What do you think that was about? Do you think that's a good example of masculine relationships? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, be- and Wilson was a great influence on that, too. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that Tim Allen is, like, kind of a piece of shit, like, <laughs> staunch. Wait, what's his an impression of him? <laughs> He's like this piece of shit. I and I'm being I'm being really judgmental, and I know that that's, that's not okay. the best. But like, Bring he's this dude who's like he. Everything about him in most of his characters that he plays represent toxic masculinity, and he's become the embodiment of that also in his real life because he is the astronaut from Toy Story, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. Yeah, like even in the beginning of the Toy Story franchise, like Buzz Lightyear was kind of like a disconnected. Oh, he was a jerk. Yeah. And it's interesting that they kind of like to pair him off with these other male characters that can like teach him to be sensitive or to listen to people or like you know what I love about that show. Down. I'm sorry with the ma- I'm sorry. Yeah, we, I, what I love that. 
<laughs> like you're saying that and you're talking about that and I and it's reminding me of but all the guys who are better than him in the way that they know how to behave uh-huh. they have benefits so it's like who's his sidekick on that show Al, Al. yeah Al Bob Vila loves Al uh-huh. hates Tim Al uh-huh. hates his character I yeah. think that's hilarious yeah and Al is like a well-rounded person mm-hmm. who um I he's like, like he should be a dyke I, I feel like Al <laughs> Let's remake this show and... and I love that idea. Whoa! To, like, totally remake Home Improvement and not just, like... Not, like... I don't know. I'm I'm remembering this through, like, the guise of it being about toxic masculinity yeah. and stuff, but I don't know necessarily all, that was the message. I don't... I don't know, but it's like... It's like he's raising these three sons... One of them is, like, the worst version of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The other one is, like, a smarty pants. She, he's more like Jill. Uh-huh. And then you have the cool one, who's the middle Damn. one. This is bizarre. Who's, like, a good mix of both parents. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very weird that we know and we remember so much about Home Improvement <laughs> and that we're, like, literally <laughs> dissecting the characters. <laughs> no, but now I have the idea. Al should be a dyke and... You know, and and I get it. Tim Allen's like the Bart Simpson-y type. Like, mm-hmm. he's like... I, well, I don't know why I think he's like Bart Simpson. It's like, because he's kind of edgy, but he's, he's like a doofus. But he's like not all that stupid. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's just another side. Uh-huh. He's, he's a full-fledged I really character. I like this idea. Yeah. But I don't know who the other character... Like, I don't necessarily... You know what I'll say? Like, it's like... I didn't see, like, Jill and him be romantic, but, like, he had to respect... I can't respect think of it either. Jill. Like, yeah. It's not like everybody loves Raymond where like I'm like get a divorce, Deborah. Mm-hmm. And what Ray? It's like the I hate that. I don't remember fully, but is Jill like maybe a teacher and she becomes like a professional, like a doctor by Jill, the end of the series, Jill right? Jill does something all like yeah, she's like a white in the white collar world, you yeah. know what I mean? And the and yeah. And it's like the the le- the youngest son is like Definitely, like, the most effeminate. He's mm-hmm. soft. He's the sensitive one. I don't know. I think that's an interesting show, and I don't think that there are a lot of representations like that about, like, what it is to kind of be a young man, an adult man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And Just like all the, of it. The, the relationships you have with people. And, I mean, like you're saying, these two men try to guide Tim to not being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Whether they're successful fully or not, is up for debate, but mm-hmm. like, but usually, like he Al learns a lesson. Wilson, they do both try to like guide him. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes he does the wrong thing, and sometimes he does the right thing. And I just think that we don't have. I, I don't. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore, but I can't imagine there is a show like that out right now that people are like <clears throat> watching at dinner time. It's like it's not the same as when we yeah. were kids, where it's like okay, we're all going to eat together, and whether it's like you watch TV and eat, or you watch TV after you eat, mm-hmm. or like I feel like it's a part of that. And the shows that I am seeing that are doing things like this are overtly preaching, and people are seeing through it and having a hard time digesting it because of that. Like, uh, yeah, but if you're not preaching, are you going to get canceled because you're like a, you're from you're like you can't be flippant about anything uh-huh. or just like yeah have a conversation about it metaphorically or in different scenarios. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, it's complicated. So, be, like I'm watching I, every now and then. I'll I, I watch The Office all the time, mm-hmm. like just reruns. The American and there's version. A lo- yeah, and there's a lot of shit in that show that's like saying cancelable is lame, but like. Overtly homophobic, ableist, mm-hmm. like, and, like, just, like, damn, people still, like, 
are regard this show, and they just had to bleep saying the f word. You know, like yeah, that's wild. That in two thousand and nine, when this episode aired, they thought it was okay for a character to say that. You know. Yeah, I mean, times have changed. And I mean, they're bleeping it now in syndication. Mm -hmm. It wasn't bleeped, I don't imagine, back then because they didn't really... You know how, like, when you watch a more modern show on network television, sometimes they do bleep, and it's usually kind of funny Mm -hmm. that they had to bleep something, you know? Like, and it's because a heightened thing happened in a situation. They didn't do that back, like, in the late aughts. No, except for, like, anytime you said anything about, like, guns and songs. Yeah. And I think that was a Walmart thing. They wouldn't let people sell their records... Right? Mm-hmm. In their store, unless they had, like, those bleeped yeah, versions. Yeah, they had to be censored. Censored. Oh, wow. That was a real roller coaster just there, Megan. Yeah, I know, but I like this idea. Maybe <clears throat> this will be, like, something that we work on and we'll write something and then send it to, you know, our friends in Hollywood. And try, to, <laughs> try to get a home improvement. Uh, uh, our passion project? Yeah. Home improvement reboot? We didn't know no. this the Muppets show was going to take us there, but yeah. you know what? We've really but found our passion. the home improvement. Yeah, I think... I think th- Society needs it right now, actually. I'm not going to lie. Okay. In TikTok culture, in the way the world is now, mm-hmm. in Nicki Minaj's cousins, ball swelling, oh, wow. or not I don't we know. We need to do it for Nicki Minaj's cousins, <laughs> friends, balls. <laughs> Zerubus Dodd, dressed as King Henry VIII, sings, What do the simple folk do? And his queen... When the queen suggests that simple folk sing to escape their blues, Zero bursts out singing Pagliacci. This was cool. You're right. That that felt like a nonsense sentence, right? Like, none of that felt like real words. No, I, I totally got that. I'm you processing it. You know, I'm processing <laughs> the sketch or whatever. And I, this is when I was like, oh, is he... I wonder, this is when I thought, I wonder how old he was when he died. And maybe because he just looked like that king that was uh-huh. going to just like, yeah. I don't know. He looked, in, especially in this, this costume, he looks like every king in a, in a movie, in a series, whatever, just before they die. Yeah. <laughs> of like being, being overindulgent and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Overindulging or being a what was that again? Uh, Gavone. Gavone. Wait, but this actually. So I did go to see Here Now Festival in Asbury, and uh-huh. the headliner then on Sunday night was the Smashing Pumpkins, and Billy Corrigan basically came out with his face sort of like in white, complete white powder with that like red heart on his cheek, and he came came out in like kings robes kind of, uh-huh. and then they p- played like a king's fugue for him when he came out. Uh-huh. And then later on, he sang that song, I, to a little girl, which he was given off. He was like, all of a sudden, he comes out holding a little girl in his arm like this. And he's singing to her. And then he puts her down. And then he's next to her. And he's singing to her, looking in the eyes, singing, all I have is all you gave me. And um, let me. Which one is I? Doug. Is it was the weird. Then she, then she left the stage, and he tried to get another little kid to sing to. Oh, these weren't his kids. We thought maybe. No, okay. this was really weird. And I'm like, is anybody else upset that this guy is a creep and mm. he's singing to this little girl, being all weird? I I couldn't even believe it. Um, I. It's like when you look up I on Apple Music, it's like 
doesn't come up. Uh-huh. A whole mi- million things come up. Do you remember this one? Should I go to the lyrics? Yeah, you can skip it around. That must not exist. This is not familiar. No. This is like kind of too like dirty to be singing it. Anyone? Is it any wonder I can't sleep? All I have is all you gave me. To the, uh, gave to, to a me child. to a little girl. It was fucking weird. That is really. It weird. was weird. Anyway, so uh, that like the King thing, I was like, oh, Billy Corgan. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad Courtney Love made a lot of money off of your. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do not bring Courtney Love into this, Megan. So, um, this was cool. Yeah, like you had said to see that Queen again. You mentioned at the beginning the of marmalade the, the queen. top of Queen the, a Lady Marmalade. Queen a Lady Marmalade. <laughs> we have to name these characters we don't have names for. So. Okay. Are we at, at the dance now? Not yet. Okay. At the dance sucked, but we're going to get to this next I have a lot first. to talk about with I don't even dance. understand what... Okay, blah, 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 really quick. <laughs> Kermit tries calling for lady wrestlers, but is having difficulty finding any when there is a knock at the door. Kermit is too busy... No, I don't want to skip this part too quickly, because when Kermit... <clears throat> When there is a knock at the door, Kermit is too busy with the phone to bother answering it, and so sends Animal to get the door. He gets the door all right, and he takes the door off the hinges mm-hmm. and hands it to him. Before we get to At the Dance, the person who was at the door is that lady wrestler. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to say about the lady wrestler? Hello! For the last three weeks, <laughs> you've been trying to shoehorn Mrs. Doubtfire in, and Mrs. Doubtfire shows up on this fucking show. She definitely does. That is Mrs. Doubtfire the Muppet. Yeah, it that is. That was ridiculous. What was her name? Oh, God. It was something... Mrs... Hang on. Granny... Granny the Gouger. Yeah, looks exactly like Mrs. Doubtfire. Talks exactly like Mrs. Doubtfire, for the most part. It was weird, yeah. Uh, so now we move on to At the Dance. Okay. Did Jennifer get a haircut? Is that still Jennifer or are those just her eyes? Um, you know, or? I'm seeing her. I'm seeing, I believe, is that who you're suggesting is Jennifer? It's not Jennifer. Because that looks like Jennifer's face, body, and everything, but with not her hair. But not her hair. So Jennifer no. got a new wig. Okay. And now her name is... Did she have a name? Her name was Jennifer. No, but does she have a name now? You said now her name is... Well, we have to change it. Oh, we have to change her name. Okay, Do we have so. to change it? I mean, I don't know. Is the she dancing this her par- new personality? The dancing partners offer several different tennis jokes, concluding with a big racket from Crazy Harry. Um, she doesn't look like Janet anymore. I'll give you that. Jennifer. What did I say? Janet. Janet. She looks more like a Janet. Maybe she's a Janet yeah, now. Maybe she's, <laughs> she's Janet. She's Jennifer to Janet. Yeah, she's definitely a Janet. You, that's exactly what she is. <laughs> What the fuck was this at the dance? Why was it about tennis? I was like, oh, two on jokes this day, about- I literally go, oh, two jokes about tennis. That's weird. So oh, you drew. Oh, oh, the whole. Oh, thing. the whole thing's about tennis. It's about okay. tennis. What does ballroom dancing have to do with tennis? Did they pre-film those and they're like, let's just do themes? Just do a bunch of tennis ones. Like they're like- trying. Yeah, this is just like uh, the veterinarian's hospital where they're like they make the same type of joke. Uh huh. I'd rather it be about food. 
Like that was weird. Tennis was about is tennis. specific. And then did you like, see those sports? big balls next to each other? I'm like, they know those look like balls. Yeah. Like they're like <laughs> they're just like obvious testicles. Yeah. Oh my god, Megan, do you think there was Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles? In yes. that at the day, that's where they went. Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles. Yeah, they went back in time. <laughs> <laughs> COVID vaccine's so good, your testicles go back in time. <laughs> UK spot. Whoa, UK spot. Kermit talks to Sa- with Sam the Eagle about the Eagles' role on the show. I'm so glad. I was like, because I saw that horn thing, and I was like, this is way too late to be... Yes. And then I was like, what was the UK spot? This, and I felt like this was way too long and unnecessary, and I was like, this is an extra arc to the story. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a, a forced in, because like Sam, yeah, Sam is trying to have his own... His own plot, mm-hmm. this like C plot, and yeah, in it's only exists in the UK. Yeah. You're right. So it's like extended scene that got cut, and they were like, because hmm. you don't, no one needs to further Sam the Eagle story. We no. get it. I, and I was like, why is he getting so much airtime? Now I get it. It's the UK spot. Sam states that he is there to make sure the show is morally upright and cultural and wholesome. Beautiful Day Monster informs Sam that he has his work cut out for him. Kermit then gives a rundown of the cultural offerings tonight's show has in in store. This list includes Kermit's embarrassment, lady wrestlers. This list includes two Kermit's embarrassments, sorry. Lady wrestlers. Sam is outraged and claims that one day he will get his just desserts. Beautiful Day Monster is all too happy to oblige, hitting him in the face with a pie. He looks like bizarro Sam the Eagle, by the way. This monster. He's like the same color, kind of, right? Yeah. I don't know why they do that so often. Like, pair off. Like, at the Similar end of the episode, ones? Sam comes out because Zero has taken that was to, the funny. Mon- to the monsters, right? And they bring out that, what is it? Is he a what's it? Is that what they call that blue guy? Oh, yeah. He also looks like Sam the Eagle. They have the same, like, face, just different coloring. I'm going to stop burping one day. I just, I can't. It's, I can't. It's seltzer. Wait, what are we at now? So Okay. So now we move on to Muppet Labs. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew Wait. has invented magnetic carrots perfect for storing on the ceiling of your refrigerator. Is this the first no. beaker? Oh, shit. I think this is the first beaker. I thought you were going to ask if this is the first Muppet Labs. I think this is the first beaker. This is the first beaker, and I liked his entrance. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. And the googly eyes at the end. The cross mm-hmm. eyes. I like the rabbit robot. Oh, my God. The rabbit robot. it was so cool looking. It was funny. It was like, I was like, what are, where are they going with this magnetic character thing? And then I saw, uh-huh. like, another thing. Oh, like, they're so ridiculous. That was, yeah. And and Bunsen is just like, Ooh. Like, he's just so funny uh-huh. the way he is. This is like, instead of Swedish Chef, they have this. You know what I mean? It's one of those type of skits. Oh, it's, yeah. It's so solid. Yeah. I love and this. And it's like just a, you know... Muppet Labs. Like you said, it's got its own formula to it. Oh, it's, yeah. These two people are now wandered out, and one of them is going to get hurt by the other one's inventions or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now we go back to another Sam the Eagle bit, guest star's dressing room. Sam the Eagle lectures Zero on dignity, while Zero mocks him behind his back. Zero was so good at doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, he was. I was like, oh, my God. This was he put the gun those... in his mouth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... 
and then to like calm down, he points the gun at Sam, and it's like that felt so stupid. Like that doesn't make it better. Oh my god! I love this a lot too because it um it was another one of those great examples of like the performer like really meshing perfectly with the Muppets. Oh my gosh! Like they. I was thinking exactly that, like Phyllis well. Diller. Yes, like, yeah. it was very reminiscent of Phyllis Diller. Yeah. Of like they're peers. So comfortable. I'm on a variety show. Exactly. This is how variety shows are. I know how to put my brain into being on this. The kind way of they're a show. professional, they're just like yes. they're in it. They're like, yeah, I'm in it. And it wasn't any more heightened or lessened or anything by the fact that this maybe is a family variety show too. Is you Sherry know, like, Lewis on the Muppets ever? She probably she might show up at some point. Why not? Oh, yeah, we're not allowed to spoil it. I don't right? know. Yeah. That'd be funny. Maybe she was like, I hate Jim Henson. Or maybe there, yeah, what if there was a rivalry? <laughs> okay, so we can make it a, um, if we're really pitching TV shows today. Yeah. A Ryan Murphy-style feud <laughs> starring Jim, Jim Henson v. Sherry Lewis. Uh, yeah. How does that sound? I love this. And okay. it's going to be in claymation, though, because, yes. like, celebrity death match um, style. What do you think about Sarah Paulson playing Lamb Chop? Oh, okay. No, definitely. You think that's good? Yeah. We'll get Sarah Paulson to play Lamb Chop, and um, Evan Peters can be Kermit the Frog. I, I don't know who very, Evan Peters Evan is. Evan Peters is also in all of those stupid things. He was in, you watch the um, X-Men movies? Yeah. He was Quicksilver. Oh, yeah. In the X-Men yep. movies. Kermit gets around. Kermit gets around to speaking with an I elderly woman. I get around, I get around, get around. I nailed it that second time. <laughs> Kermit gets around to speaking with an elderly woman. She turns out to be Granny the Gouger, a lady wrestler looking to audition. When Kermit laughs at this seemingly silly notion, she teaches the frog that it's not nice to make fun of Granny. Pass. Yeah, I was just like, what? What is this? Like, why? Pass. Granny the gouger. The wrestling thing is, like, not... I don't know. They didn't do it right. It's like, what... Were they really that... They must have really been gagged about the whole lady wrestler thing. But then, like, it's so burnt off at the very end of the episode, too. Like, I don't know. It was really weird. And, like, Piggy wasn't in the whole episode until then. Like, Mm -hmm. this storyline. And I knew it. I had a feeling they were going to get Piggy to do this. The weirdest part about this to me is that it both... Like, when it comes to a head at the actual wrestling match, that was filmed in such a great way yeah that it looked amazing but it is only two minutes so it's like you spend so much time like setting this up setting this up and it's like they could have put a stupid skit or a goofy whatever at the end and shorten the arc yeah this and be like stupid. kermit just puts it together where he gets lady wrestlers and blah 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 and uh-huh. like scooter could have known one person and it was the grandma it's yeah. like they could have done this a lot better i don't think it was well it almost would have been funnier if like I don't know why Kermit doesn't care. I'm like talking about Kermit like he's real again. <laughs> why doesn't Kermit, though, carry himself as the production manager of this show, the showrunner, and say, hey, the only way we're going to get any fucking money to make this show go and you all want to get paid is our funder wants mm-hmm. a lady wrestling performance. So Janice, I'm sorry, I need Let's Janice Singlet. Let's get with it, yep. Piggy, you got you to either figure or it out somebody's or gonna hit the Fozzie, brick. you're dressing up, Fo- you know, yes. anybody. And I think it would have been just as funny. I think it would have been Jennifer, funnier. Jennifer, Wanda. Of these female female Muppets to have them all dressed up as wrestlers, get them to the ring, and then maybe like 
try out or the do something. They jump or something like shit. It, they're not equipped to hold exactly. a wrestling match. So make it not that they can't that they can't come together to figure it out, but that they aren't equipped to do it. And maybe the stage gets like destroyed, like a, I love a light that. falls mm-hmm. on the you know, something, mm-hmm. something that makes it that shows that they were more intuitive and they tried to figure out how to make this necessity work to get money. Yeah, exactly. And then they they just failed because they tried to you know put it together with like bubble gum and whatever they have. Yeah, to they're all around. in it together. I mean. That's a really good idea. And that's what they we show write you a letter. later on. We're going to write a letter to 1977. <laughs> but that's what they show. They, they show, like, in the Muppet movie, it's all about how they can figure anything out together. Mm-hmm. And how they can put anything together if they just utilize each other's talents in just the right way. You know? Yeah. I thought this was the UK spot. Zoot and Roth play Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. I did, and then I realized how far into the episode it was, and I was like, this is definitely not the UK spot. Yeah. And it was also fine. This show relies too heavily on these musical beats. I pass on this. It's, I don't know. With the smoke, I didn't get it at all. Let Ralph do anything else. I don't know what else he could do, but like, remember when he did that poem? Yeah. In season one? That ruled. What I love they, that. What if they just had him smoking a cigarette? And like, <laughs> I, can help I, love, him I love when they have Ralph playing the piano player in the bar, who like is oh like yeah, like and like he is the Billy Joel piano man. Yep, and he's sitting there and he's just like kind of fiddling with the keys and tells a weird story or something. Mm-hmm. I think that that works so much better. And it, I agree. Just these musical numbers feel like a quick, like okay, here we could fill two minutes mm-hmm. if they play a song. I you agree. know. Next, we move on. Zero recites the poem Fears of Zero, relating how he is able to conquer those fears. So this is all about, like, imaginary monsters and stuff. And then the finger point and the... And kind of, it ends with him revealing that he's just a fear of another monster. Yeah, I liked it. Which was kind of like... I liked the twist. A nice twist. I liked it. I thought this came together at the end and it was good. It took me, I was like, I don't know, I was like, okay... And then I was like, okay, this is the vibe he's presenting this episode. Like, yeah. this is his gig now. Okay. I, I liked it. It was very, uh, like, sort of low-key. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of, um... Who is, like, War of the Worlds? Mm-hmm. Uh, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. He reminds me of Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. I think... I, this especially him in the library presented in we're so young we are so young and you know just like the way he (laughs) presented that poem and everything it reminded me of orson yeah it's very radio time he you know Mm -hmm. radio hour the geekery radio hour which is another (laughs) podcast the show is almost over and kermit is still looking for another lady wrestler it is at this time that Miss Piggy enters. It is at this time that Miss Piggy enters. It's a very funny way to say, like, yeah. hey, she's been missing for two episodes, and she finally showed up at the end she of this bit. She finally, finally shows up. Kermit informs her of this special part. Naturally, Piggy is not thrilled about his suggestion. So after that, we move on to just Animal playing a drum solo, and his drums catch on fire for, like, two seconds. So like, with the literally, Dr. logo. Literally, they're like... We need to. We we're, we're short this episode. We need to fill. And I guess they've decided to get rid of Wayne and Wanda. They've just been like, all right, no more Wayne and Wanda at all. I wonder if it's because of how much like setup it takes to do a Wayne and Wanda. 
It probably of, does like, sing. Sam the Eagle saying like, oh, Wayne Wanda, blah, 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 blah. And then like, you know, they start singing and then something horrible happens. Like instead of just getting to the something horrible happens. Yeah. There's like a three minute preamble before yeah. you even get to like the actual punchline. It's like zany to just mm-hmm. have Animal do that, I guess. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. Fill in a blank with mm-hmm. Animal playing the drums. So then we move on to our lady wrestling segment, Kermit. <sighs> lady wrestling. <laughs> Granny the Gouger takes on the mysterious Miss Mask. Ms. Mask, sorry. Ms. Magazine. But when Granny knocks Ms. Mask out of the ring, an enraged Miss Piggy knocks her out. The only... Only thing that I really did like about this, and I rewound it, was when Piggy knocks out Granny the Gouger. Oh, that was the best part. However, they filmed that. With the legs? You did not see an arm or anything of Granny falling over. I thought that was really cool. This whole scene, though, was shot from several different angles. And because in the beginning, you're like, how the fuck are they doing? You can see the floor of the wrestling ring. Yeah. And it's like, there must have just been a hole. And Granny's like pulling on the ropes and everything. It was really well done. It was really well done. Which is probably why they made a big spectacle of it. Yeah. But like I said, it was all that like build up for this two minute thing that I don't think paid off as well as they'd hoped. No, Miss Piggy knocking out Granny was fun. Mm-hmm. But and like, I like when she does that to anyone though. Kermit in the balcony. But overall this was like not the payoff was not there for me. I am surprised uh, that it was not in any way transphobic. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Or anything of, like, Kermit pretending to be a woman wrestler. There was no, like, There was no option of... for him, though. <laughs> there was no, yeah. It's like, he is going to do what he's going to do, whether he has to dress up as yeah. a woman wrestler or not, you know? He's going to get that check for yeah. them. Exactly. That's what needs to be done. By closing, Zero has joined the ranks of the Muppet Monsters, but Sam will not stand for it. I did like um, at closing when Kermit came out with his arm in a sling. That was so cute. All over him. Oh, actually, what I wanted to ask you before is Kermit announces the Doctor Teeth band, and then he's also Doctor Teeth. Jim, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, did they they film them at separate times? I guess, but did they film in front of a live audience? No, dude. It's just all laugh tracks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the audience. I know it's stupid, but like. Oh, yeah, I guess they do film, just film. And like, so much angles. of this, because it has to be trickery mm-hmm. to a degree. It's all trickery. It must be really hard. It, it probably looks like shit if you were honestly sitting there watching it yeah. being done. It, it would, actually. But I'm like, you know, I think about like, of, like SNL. Just bellies. It's like, like every, isn't everything <laughs> you know? just like SNL? <laughs> yeah. I guess I not. mean, even that, I wonder how that really looks to see live. Yeah. Other than, like, I went to the... Um, on the NBC tour years ago on a Saturday afternoon and they were running dress rehearsal and stuff and that was really cool to see like sets that were built and stuff for the episode that yeah. night that they were going to film and like I think best I can remember it was like Michael Che was just standing in front of a podium like in like a suit jacket and like maybe no, like shorts you know like yeah. he, it didn't matter so he was standing at a podium and it looked like maybe he was like running off some like uh, update jokes or something like that mm-hmm. and um I really wonder what it would look like. Like, being at that, it was very cool. Because I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to go home tonight and watch this episode. Yeah. Look, oh, they're doing something with, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I wonder what if you were sitting there. I mean, especially with how much they use, like, green screens and stuff now, too, on SNL. You know? 
So Michael Che and Colin Jost are the head writers together, right? Mm-hmm. And then they also do the weekly thing. Update. Update. Do you remember years ago when we went to the filming of that game show Bunk? Michael oh, Che yeah. was one of the contestants. Oh, he yeah. He was one of the guests. I do remember. He was remember. like a panel of comedians. Mm-hmm. It was him and Nicole Parker and Ethan Berlin. And they were all really funny. But yeah. that was like where I first learned of Michael Che. Was that was that, fun. 2010? It was a while Nine. ago. Yeah. It was, it was a long while ago. <laughs> I liked that game show. That was funny. That Kurt was. Kurt Brownoller, Bunk on IFC. I think it's on Netflix. Um, okay, so this episode was okay. I think uh, it this sounded like it was, was going to be a mediocre. lot better. Yesterday, last week, you were very excited to talk but about But I did like the zero. way that... I do like the way they're improving, where they're like trying... I like the cold opens. I yes. like the way they're doing certain There's things. experiments happening. Yeah. In, the beats are not bad. They're, they're on the right track. Yeah, and like, I bet you by the middle point of this season, we'll be like, wow, this show has figured it out. Yeah. Because right Imagine now, Imagine if we, we get to the last season, and, and we're, we're just, like... The show never figured Please it out. God, don't let us get to the last episode of this series and be like, well, that's... Well, at least if we just keep doing it and then we also write a little bit about our home improvement rewrite, we'll yeah. have completed something. By the end of this this series, maybe we will just be a home improvement um, <laughs> fan fiction podcast. <laughs> our home improvement reboot fanfic. I'd be like, what are you... Oh, you guys do a podcast? I thought you did one of the Al's Muppets. Al's name is still like, Al, right? Oh, no, it's Al. Definitely. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's, she's Al. She's still called Al. Oh, okay. 100%. Yeah. Oh, that's me. That scared me. I thought it was a dog. No, 100%. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Good. She has to be called Al. Yeah, definitely. I think all the names can stay. What are the boys' names? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, we have to do modern day stories, so one of them has to be like a trans man, I think. I kind of do like the idea of that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one of their kids is a so that it's still one can be gay and one can be like the bro. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. This show can't lose its premise. It has to be about masculinity. Yeah. This show has to. I like the idea of the bro being the queer character, and maybe like this one who's like sensitive and lost is straight. Yeah. Like I like that idea. Are we still, we're still workshopping this, right? We're okay. workshopping this, but I'm like playing I, with it. I I'm like, like okay, that. like the overtly like the head of the football team or and whatever. The parents absolutely have to be like cis straight yes. yeah. people. Okay. It was on yeah. the next episode of It's Time to Watch the Muppets. We'll be covering the Milton Berle episode, originally airing on November 11th, 1977. Here is the synopsis for the Milton Berle episode. Fozzie Bear is so intimidated by the thought of meeting Milton Berle. The king of comics. That he spends the whole show hiding from guest star. His flimsy disguises don't fool Kermit or Scooter. But when Fozzie finally overhears Milton saying that he'd like to do a song and dance with him, Fozzie springs out of hiding and the pair performs Top Banana together in baggy pants and big shoes. So we got another Fozzie Bear Wait, episode. who's the guest again? Because Milton Burl. Milton Burl. So Milton Berle is a name that I've heard plenty of times. Yes. Don't know much about him. Not to be confused with Milton Bradley. Yeah. Definitely know more about Milton Bradley. <laughs> Back to our Mon- No, is that the Parker Brothers in Monopoly? Never mind. Milton Berle. Okay, he was in the Muppet movie. He was the car dealer. 
Oh, in the yes. Muppet movie. Okay, that's cool to see too. Muppet that like movie. these, a lot of these actors who were guests on the Muppet Show then played bit parts in the movie yeah. too. Like that. That's pretty cool. We like because the so movie much. is so good. Okay, so you can join us next week on It's Time to Watch the Muppets. We'll be talking about the Milton Berle episode. Uh, you can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. And that's it, Megan. Thanks for the gumball, Kimmy. <laughs>